Welcome to the September 19th edition of the Locked On Lease podcast. And on today's show, I'm flying soul, taking you through some of the action at the Prospects Tournament, which ends on Monday in Traverse City. Plus, we'll quickly discuss Matthew's comments on the team's goal song. This is Locked On Leafs, part on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti from Sportsnet. Mike decided he needs to save his voice a little bit after a wild weekend with his sister's wedding, so I'm going to go solo for this show. We still have lots of great content for you today as we kind of dive into the rookie tournament and how everything went for the Leafs and a couple of other interesting notes to think about ahead of the start of training camp. Locked on Leafs is the daily Maple Leafs Edge podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can now catch us on video form on YouTube, Locked on Leafs. So make sure you guys go and subscribe there. We're actually getting close to 2,000, guys. So let's keep the push going. Maybe before the season starts, the regular season starts, we'll have over 2,000 podcast subscribers. And we could do another giveaway. Yeah, I'm going to make that executive decision without Mike here. We'll probably do another giveaway. We got lots. I got some swag. We got some swag we want to give away uh, throughout the season. And, I mean, it's only fair that we do it for our loyal listeners. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. And make sure you tell your friends to subscribe. I think that's been the big thing is I'm hearing a lot of uh, people tell me that they subscribe to the show and they've been telling other friends. So I really do appreciate that. So... The least prospect tournament, it's always an interesting time because, you know, especially with this one, there isn't like, you know, the Matthew Nyes there. There's certain guys that aren't there, but there's still some great players at this tournament, right? We went in, we, Mike and I both, if you listen to our last episode, we talked about the five players that we were looking at, most notably a guy like Nick Robertson, William Villeneuve. Like those guys, those are the guys that we were among the guys we were looking to uh, see how they did. And for the most part, I mean, the tournament ends ends on Monday against the Detroit Red Wings. It's a little weird that there's still hockey being played. This tournament isn't done on the on the weekend, but I think it's because of the extra team added. It makes things the scheduling wise a little bit tougher, especially because every team has to play each other once. So, if you tried to watch the first game of the tournament, like I did, I, I want you know I, I want to see what was going on, and you could not watch the start of the first game because they were playing a different game. This is, I mean, and if you're, if you're surprised at what happened, I mean, that that's just typical for this time of year when you have a, you know, it's not run specifically by the NHL. I'm sure the NHL sanctions every, all these tournaments, but these are run by a team or, you know, a collection of teams. In this case, uh, Detroit was the main host for this. So if you're saying, ah, I mean, they really like, it's just the way it is. I mean, we still got you for the most part, you still got to watch enough of the tournament. So I mean, there would have been many complaints on that front there, but 
I think when you look at these games, <laughs> a few things definitely caught my eye. I'm sure well, Mike and I will discuss a little bit more in depth of the tournament as well when he's uh, when he's back. But the big one here has to be the size of Curtis Douglas. I've watched Curtis Douglas on you know on the Marlies. When you watch him against, you know, a lot of AHL players, and there's some guys maybe close to size, although at his size, I don't think you can really find many guys who are the size of a Curtis Douglas. But when you watch him at a rookie tournament with a lot of guys who are very much not over six feet or close to his six foot nine frame, it's just it's it's weird to see this massive human being and you see like a Nick Robertson who looks Looks like he's he could honestly could be like his son. <laughs> In a way, it kind of looks like that. But I found that to be pretty interesting. And this is a and you know, not just a guy that wants to use his size to be the, you know, instigator or those things. He he's like, you know, going to the front of that, trying to score, trying to do things. I find that to be pretty interesting. I I think he's a very intriguing player because of his size. Um and we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. He's a, he's one of those guys that Mike and I talked about that could be in the conversation when uh, training camp opens and the the Leafs are trying to find extra bodies who can you know either make a last ditch chance to make the team or even just be a potential call up. You know, as the thirteenth forward, you have to think that guys like Curtis Douglas think they have every chance, just like every other player. But when you look at the points leaders through like the three games at the tournament. I mean, you guys, uh, you know, say, uh, Semi chain give SDA. He's got two goals. Slagger has two goals. Uh, Steve's Alex Steve's one of the guys that, uh, I believe was on Mike's list who has three assists Pontus Holmberg. I, I, we didn't really talk about Pontus Holmberg, but this is another guy that's kind of pushing to get himself into the conversation of the Leafs. Maybe, it was still, in my opinion, going to be a little bit tough for him, um, just because of the numbers game there. But he's gonna—he's a guy that I'm. No, you should be keeping your eye on this season. He's a guy that's gonna really try to push to make the NHL, or at least try to be again another one of those guys in the potential call up list. Uh, but Alex Steves is leading the team as of—I mean, I'm recording this podcast before the final game against the Red Wings. He's leading the Leafs right now in tournament scoring with four points. So. Uh, that's something to keep in mind there. He's a guy that you've I've noticed a lot. I mean, he's been also played a lot up in the lineup. So that's there's no reason. There's a reason why he's putting up the points he's putting up. Uh, and he leads the team in shots on goal as well. So you're seeing Alex Steve's really trying to assert himself as, you know, one of the players who who's again, this is a very big opportunity for a lot of these guys to leave a big impression on those who are making decisions. Manny Maholtra is an assistant coach for the Leafs, right? He'll go to Sheldon Keefe and he'll tell him exactly what he saw from these guys. And that's an important thing to keep in note here. <coughs> Sorry. So when you're, when you're looking at this tournament, a guy like Alex Steves, who was on the Leafs for a little bit last year, he probably got some feedback on things he needs to work on. This is his first chance to show the coaches what he is all about. I think that's in a very. I, I don't think it's an underrated develop, in my opinion. I think there's some there's something to be taken from that. Um, Nick Robertson. I, we've seen good. I've seen some flashes of good things. 
especially a guy who wants to do things on both ends of the ice. You do see that commitment from him. At the same time, there have been some gaffes, I'll call them, on his part that, you know, if you make those gaffes in the NHL, likely not going to do well for you. Um, in the, you know, especially if you're trying to make the NHL, those are things you, you have to clean up from your game. So I would say, um, you know, with Nick Robertson, like there, he hasn't had an amazing tournament, but he hasn't had a bad tournament, right? It's kind of been all right for him, which is fine. I mean, we're not, this is a rookie tournament. These guys, they're trying to push the envelope, but they're not exactly playing NHL caliber opponents. And there's, there, you have to take certain things with a grain of salt. If a guy has a really good tournament, it's like, well, he's not playing against the best competition. If this guy has a bad tournament. You kind of have to just look for the details in their games rather than the results of, like, you know, the stats. So with Robertson, it's still unknown with him. I'm not going to say that he's, you know, deserving an NHL spot yet. I think he should get a chance to prove it because I think there are the, the potential is there. It's just he's got to show it, right? That that's, that's something to keep in mind here. Another interesting one is the goaltending. Um, I've I've liked what I've seen from Keith Petruzzelli, you know, a guy who was with the with the Growlers for most of the season with the Marlies as well. I think you know, depending on how the goaltending all shakes out and who's with the Marlies, you might see him in the conversation with a Joseph Wool. Depending on how, again, this is all depending on how the Leafs goaltending tandem shakes out and you know who's gets the first call and those things, but. I think you'll see you'll be hearing a little bit more of Keith Petruzzelli, at least from the Marley standpoint this season. I think he's uh, I think he's deserving of that. He he had a really good game in the first one in, in the opener against. Uh, <coughs> sorry, in in the first one, yeah, they didn't win against Columbus. But I think out of all the goalies, uh, you know, Kavalin, uh had the second game against the Blues, which eh, didn't really go as well. I thought Pedrozelli against the Stars looked really good. It wasn't great at the start. Leafs were down, but you know he made some great saves. He showed there's some there's something there. I think at least you know something to keep an eye on. I mean, we'll see how it goes when he plays at the professional level. It's again, as I said before, it's a totally different thing to do one thing in a prospects tournament. Now you got to see them do it on an ongoing basis at the at the professional level. And for him, it's going to be the AHL. So I think that is always something that you need to, you have to be very, you just be mindful of that. I guess that's, that's where I'm going at with this. Okay. But if I'm looking at notable players from this tournament, I would say it's Nick Robertson, just because he's the guy that a lot of people had their eyes on. I, I've liked some things he's done. There are some things that need to be cleaned up. I'm sure he got in the feedback from Manny Malhotra. Uh, Alex Steves, just because he's another guy that's pushing for a spot. Keith Petruzzelli. And you know what? I've liked some things I saw from Fraser Minton, the Leafs, uh, you know, the first pick of the Leafs, uh, the draft, the 22 NHL draft out of the second round. We saw a guy that's got a little bit of an edge to his game, a little bit of bite. And there's some great clips. I meant to put them up, um, but with me doing the social, the show solo, it's a little bit tougher for me to manage all the little things plus talk at the same time so apologies for that maybe i'll um when mike comes back i'm sure we'll uh 
throw up some clips as well. But I think Fraser Minton has looked uh, has looked pretty decent. I like that he's a guy that's going to be physical and he's not just going to shy away from those opportunities there. So, so in the next few segments, I kind of want to touch on a few comments from the, the media tour, which happened in Las Vegas, uh, la, you know, this past last week. I also wanted, you know, kind of give a little brief what we're looking forward to this week with train camp. Mike and I will obviously dive into all that, um, but we want to. I kind of want to just give you some thoughts ahead of train camp, just a breakdown of how it's all going to break, how it's all going to look when things kind of start up. Um, so. We're going to do that on the other side, but before we do, I want to talk to you about one of our show sponsors. As you can see, we got a fancy graphic for our friends over at BetOnline.net, which, which is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, games, matchup news, podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. We're now uh, week going well, finishing up week two in the NFL. NHL will be happening soon. I'm sure there'll be some preseason stuff uh, that you can bet on. Obviously, we talked about the NHL futures there. But BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, NHL, NBA, all of those. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And the games will be starting soon. David Morsuti here. Mike DeStefano, he's he's taken to today's show off. He had a bit of a, a wild time at his sister's wedding and you know, just wanted to make sure the voice was going to be good, not just for, you know, his Leafs lunch show, but also for this podcast, it's preseason. Everyone, we all need to take, make sure that we're all in the right frame of mind physically to get you ready. Cause we're now moving to five shows a week, right? We're now out of the off season. We're coming closer to the regular, you know, to training camp and everything else. So we're, we're taking, we're taking this as a marathon. It's not a sprint. So I told, told my, I got the show today, no problem. We're also going to ha- look to be getting some guests with, you know, preseason training camp coming up. So we're going to have lots of great content to you. We're going to now be moving that to five days a week. So the media tour happened in Las Vegas. <laughs> if I had known, man, would I have loved to get the opportunity to go to Vegas to uh, do these? But it's a nice little thing, you know. All the uh, you know, every team usually sends a, a couple of players. I think the Leafs had sent Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley. Um, you're going to see some content from, you know, the, the media there that they do these little fun segments. They get a chance to do little things a little bit different. And Austin Matthews was on Tim and Friends with Sportsnet. I found this so funny that after we did Mike and I did our co-sign no sign and I did one on what the Leafs should change the goal song. I don't know how this came up. I, 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 Tim McAuliffe who um, hosts the show, he asked us, Matthews, he said, oh, we were looking at your goal compilation. You hear the song, you know, you make my dreams, the, the, you know, hollow notes goal song. And he's like, what are your thoughts on the song? And I'm just like, wow. 
after Mike and I had this discussion, it's kind of funny how those things work. And also, Matthew was pretty candid about it. He said he wouldn't mind if they changed the goal song. So clearly, Austin Matthews, Team David, not Team Mike DeStefano here. Because, look, you know what? A couple of things. The song has been used since... Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think when exactly did they change the goal song. Because they had... Uh, what was... Uh, I think it was called Turbulence was the, was the goal song before it. Which, eh, it was okay. Again, I'm not the biggest EDFM. I'm the one that put out Levels as a potential song. Um, so Hall Notes must have been around the, like 2017, 2018. I'm sure somebody uh, in the YouTube uh, comments will, will correct me on this. But I think that's when it did start. Um, so I think I think that's when it, when it, when it started there. And, you know... <sighs> I'm I'm of the belief that because the song has kind of it's not like there's a great tradition of success with the lease in this song. So it's not like you're trying to savor. It's not like okay, here here's a good example. It's not like the Chelsea Dagger in Chicago. Iconic goal song. Right? And it's you know reminiscent of their great times in, as a playoff team and all those things. So the, like we're not trying to savor something like that. Okay, we're talking about you make my dreams. Something that's I'm not gonna call it gimmicky because it does get I mean it does get a greater reaction from the fans. It's also nice for like the kids. It's kind of a you know fun, upbeat song. I, I just find that there's nothing iconic about that goal song, right? And you can do you can go in a different direction. I think the fans would like it. Maybe the Austin Matthews, maybe the players are kind of foreshad you know, there's a they Maybe they're in the know about it. Maybe they're not. I mean, who knows? But I wouldn't mind if they decided this year that they want to change things. Maybe. Now, here's the thing. I We had a discussion, actually, in the uh, Locked on Leafs Discord channel. If you're not a part of the Discord, you guys are missing out. I'll put the link in the description so you guys can get in there. But the thing that I, a lot of people need to realize with goal songs is there's got to be a little bit of a purpose behind it, too. You know, some teams have, you know, just keep the tradition like the Boston Bruins have the traditional one that I think mean, the Leafs had the, had a similar one for the longest time. And it's, it's like with the melody there. Um, I think when you look at, you know, with the Leafs, they got a lot of options that they can mark with. Now, a lot of people say that if the Leafs do change it, will it be a Justin Bieber because of the collaboration that they've done and his relationship to guys on the team? It could very well be a, a Justin Bieber song. Personally, is there a Justin Bieber song that would get you pumped up at a hockey game? Maybe if they make it, you you can kind of remix a song to make it work with the with the goal horn potentially. I don't know if I see that. Wouldn't mind seeing some Canadiana put into the goal song potential. I, I'll, actually, a few people in the Discord thought maybe the Tragically Hip would be a good one. I, I just think you give it something, you just give a different flavor to it. So I, it's interesting that Austin Matthews is definitely on board with that. So um, Austin Matthews also talked about a lot of different things. Um, and the Athletic, actually, if you if you want to get a good rundown of everything go to the athletic they wrote um 
I think it was um, Michael Michael Russo and Sean uh, Gentile. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, they wrote a great breakdown just of kind of everything that was uh, happening at the media tour. And I guess uh, they just wrote a bit of a roundup of like Austin Matthews comments and on uh, Morgan Riley stuff. I think it was good because, you know, these aren't guys that cover the Leafs a lot. So they can kind of ask things maybe a little different than what these guys are used to seeing. Um, you know, Austin Matthews talked about things like, you know, his evolution to becoming one of the top defense, I don't into one of the best defensive centers in the league. He's not, I wouldn't say Austin Matthews is the best defensive center, but I don't think he's the worst either. I think he's definitely up there in terms of defensive uh, responsibilities. Um, and he's just kind of talking about, you know, he's always going up against some of the top guys. So you have to be able to play to that level defensively, you know, to, to neutralize some of the top centers that he goes up against. Um, he talked about Haley Wickenheiser and, you know, the, the relationship there, Mitch Marner, you know, there's, a, there's some good stuff about how, you know, especially losing to the lightning in the playoffs. You, you kind of hear a little bit of the same, you know, it took them a while, you know, took some of these good teams a while to get there. I'm the mindset kind of makes it seem like, yeah, they're motivated, but they're also real. They're trying to th- make it seem like, you know, time is on our side a little bit in terms of, you know, other teams. It's taking them time. I'm, I'm split on this. I personally think, look, I understand that it takes time to, you know, you don't become a Stanley cup contender overnight. I mean, unless you're the Vegas golden Knights, um, but win around guys. That's, that's the big one there. You're just looking to win a round. So I, I would say, the comments don't bother me too much, but I just want to see. It doesn't mean much until you see how they play in the uh, in the playoffs. You know, and Morgan Riley was just also talking about. You know, actually, he talked more about the changes from the off season with the new goaltenders and the core coming back, the new eight year deal that he signed. I mean, I think that's something that hasn't really been talking about. Like Morgan Riley's new deal kicks in now. Uh, the pressure on the groups. He actually, they asked him about Phil Kessel because obviously being in Vegas and the Iron Man streak, and they actually talked about uh, the the media. I, I I don't know if it's been uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed that the that the reporters will be allowed back in the locker room. Um, that's something I think Mike and I'll uh, Mike and I will maybe discuss. That's something I want to dive a little bit deeper into actually. Ain't it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Now we got we're gonna kind of finish up the show here. I got one last thing to uh, to talk about, but before we do, let's hear from the rest of our show sponsors. This is the Locked On Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. David Morissuti here, filling in solo. Not really filling in. It's me, just me today. But Mike will be back. He just, you know, getting himself his first. He's back on the air uh, with Leafs lunch. Really happy about that because that means, you know, this is it shows that the Leafs content is going to be just fueling. It's just going to be building up, right? And for good reason because we got training camp happening this week, which means we are back to five days a week. We were at three days a week during the off season. We, we did not take breaks. You know me. I 
don't think I took a single shot. I haven't taken a single, really a single show off since I've started. Not complaining. I love the, doing this. So we're going to keep this going five days a week now. You'll have five shows a week. Likely, I don't I mean, Mike and I will will discuss the, the scheduling, how we want to do. We want to keep it consistent for you guys, as consistent as we can. So we are now preparing to get into like this is the dog days of summer are are done and now we actually get a lot of content that we can discuss because now the players are back in town uh the you know the leaves have their golf tournament and we have the uh the end of the prospects tournament main so i believe tuesday is when they go for their physicals they have to do all their like fitness testing and then Wednesday, uh, I think they like it doesn't. They don't just get on the ice right away. I think there's like you know they got their their physicals. I think uh, they also do some of their uh, so, like the Leafs have to do some of their promo shooting and all those and all those things. And then we get into the on ice session. I think the first on ice session is going to be on Thursday. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how certain lines shake out we'll see how you know who's on the ice obviously the big one is rasmus sandin will he miss the first on ice session i mean we're only a few days away we haven't heard much i don't know that's going to be the big one there to keep an eye on and then we got our first bit of leafs action september 24th we have a double header well i we call it a double header because there's two games but it's a split squad game. So we'll have some who are going to be, I believe the first one is in Belleville. And then the other one is in Toronto. Um, I did not even, I know that there was, they were planning. There's one in, in Toronto and I believe the Leafs are the, um, I think the set, the Leafs are the home team for both games. Cause there's one at seven o'clock and there's one at one o'clock. And I know the Leafs, are the home team all but at the same time you know that could have changed google's not exactly the uh most reliable when it comes to figuring out how that works but we will have leafs action on saturday we're gonna have lots of discussions about kind of the leaf season and what we're going to be looking forward to uh again rasmus sandy is going to big you the big one how did the defensive pairings work out we haven't seen a trade yet so all intents and purposes, Alexander Kerfoot and Justin Hall, we've talked about on the show, are expected to be on this team, right? When we talked like about this all see uh, off season, a trade likely should have happened at by this point because these guys have to report to training camp to wherever they're going, right? So for Kerfoot and for Hall or for any other guys, like. <laughs> If they were supposed to be getting moved, they'd like to know. And, you know, some of these guys have families and they want to make sure their families get settled in a new spot as well. So right now I'm I'm going with the belief that kind of how Mike was going, which is that don't expect these guys to get moved right now. So that's how we kind of see how training camp opens up. All these guys are here. So it's going to be a big question on how do the Leafs get cap compliant? We'll likely hear we're likely hear from Kyle Dubas this week, kind of discussing the offseason, the moves, and you'll he'll probably be asked about the cap and all those things. So 
And you'll also probably be asked about the Austin Matthews contract situation. There's going to be lots and lots of content to go over. So we're going to be keeping you up on all that throughout the week and throughout the season. We're going to be going nonstop. So because of that, I think it's time that we put a close to this episode. So I'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasting platforms and receive daily leaves content. Also, make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're making that push for 2,000 subscribers. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're just over 1,800 right now. It's a big number. I'm very happy about that. But I want to see 2K. I want to see 2K. It looks it would look great for us. Be good if we can get that before the regular season starts. So make sure you keep uh, telling all your friends about it. Tell them all to subscribe. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore Morisudi for myself and follow Mike at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow the show at Locked on Leaves. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow, which would be Tuesday. Where we'll continue. I'm sure Mike will want to discuss a little bit of the rookie tournament. And he'll like to discuss some of the things uh, going on with the Leafs ahead of training camp. So until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.